Hello, everybody. Again, welcome to a Friday. Time now for the second half of your weekly Berkshire Hathaway podcast. And back in the studios again, welcome John Brodine. Hey, how do you yeah. like that? Huh? That's awesome. You know, uh, last week, John, or on uh, Wednesday, we kicked off the show talking about skiing and whiskey. Uh, how do you want to start today? How about pulling tabs and drinking beer? <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's Friday, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Again, and I think I said the same thing on Wednesday. Now I'm getting thirsty. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's only 10 a.m. Oh, I know, I know. Um, well, like my mother-in-law says, you can't drink all day unless you start early. Exactly. Um, okay, John, uh, what I want to ask you this time, and, and again, like I mentioned on Wednesday, uh, I do learn a lot from you guys, and now I know why you are called realty experts, but... I want to know what do you expect or what to expect from like contract to closing when you buy or sell a home? Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that happens from contract to closing. So um, when we say contract, that's when you get an offer accepted. So buyer and seller agree on price and terms and get a contract signed. Earnest money gets deposited. That's the first thing that's going to happen. Um, As soon as you get an agreement on price and terms, you sign the contract, the buyer is going to deposit earnest money. It's going to stay in the real estate company's trust account until closing, um, and it gets put towards the buyer's cash to close at closing. Um, The next thing that the buyer is going to do is they're going to get their home inspection scheduled. We typically recommend buyers to get a home inspection done on a property when they're buying it. Um, get that home inspection scheduled. We're usually going to do that like two to four days after we get off the offer accepted. Um, the buyer is also going to uh, order their appraisal through their lender. Usually this means giving the lender their um, you know, credit or debit card number um, so that they can order the appraisal. And that's something you are going to be charged for up front and you do have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a lot of time from contract to close, sometimes the buyer will wait until after uh, the home inspection is complete. Um, it, it's also going to depend how busy the appraisers are because in a time like right now when there's a lot of refinances going through and a lot of purchases going through, the appraisers are really busy. So that that appraisal needs to get ordered right away. And I would imagine uh, like the appraisers and stuff, they're so busy because of the low interest rates when you talk about everybody refinancing. Exactly. So they're doing refinances and purchases. People Maybe people don't know that, but yeah, it's the same appraisers that do the appraisals on refinances and purchases. So when rates are low, they are busy. Um, so the next thing that's going to happen is getting the home inspection done. This is usually within like 14 days after uh, the offer is accepted. Um, something that's going to take about two hours. The sellers are going to leave the home just like they would for any other showing. Um, so, you know, the the sellers want to make sure that, um, that the inspector can access like the attic Mm -hmm. want to make sure that the inspector can get to like the electrical panel Um, we can give sellers a whole bunch of advice on what the inspectors are going to look at so they can make some little repairs if they need to before we even put the house on the market but that's when this is going to happen there's three things that can happen as a result of the home inspection the buyer says looks great let's move forward and they remove their home inspection contingency The second thing is there's a few things that need to be addressed. So either they reach an agreement where the sellers are going to make some repairs before closing um, or the sellers are going to give the buyers extra closing cost assistance Mm -hmm. or money off the purchase price um, in order to remedy those items. Um, And then the third thing that can happen, it's the most rare, uh, but the buyer backs out completely. You can do that from the result of a home inspection. Um, Usually buyers only do that if there's something really major that, um, you know, 
maybe it's too expensive to fix that the seller can't even pay for it and the buyer's not going to have the money to pay for it and we're looking at a whole big mess. Yep. Um, usually buyers don't, there, there's going to be a ton of items that show up on a home inspection report. Usually buyers don't back out just because of an accumulation of small things. Um, so those are the three things that can result from um, the home inspection. So the next thing that's going to happen, we had already talked about uh, ordering the appraisal. Um, the next thing that's going to happen is the appraiser is actually going to walk through the house. So the appraiser is going to contact the listing agent, set up an appointment. You're going to be gone, just like for any other showing. Um, the appraiser is going to make, uh, you know, walk through the house. He's going to snap a couple photos. Um, you want to make sure the home looks its best. Sa- same thing for sellers when you do the home inspection. You want to make sure the home looks great, that it's spotless, that mm-hmm. it smells Just fresh, like you're showing it. Just like you're showing it, because yep. it's probably the second time that the buyers, um, you know, have seen the home. Mm-hmm. And... There's probably a little bit of buyer's remorse kicking in at this time because they've just made a big commitment. So you want to make sure that home doesn't turn them off at this point because they could use that inspection contingency Mm -hmm. cut and run. Make sure it looks really nice again. Same thing for when the appraiser's there. Make sure it looks nice. If you've done a lot of updating to the property, it's a good idea to leave a list for the appraiser so they know exactly what money you've put into the property, especially if you bought it recently and you've put a bunch of money into it um, and you're selling it for more than what you bought it for. You want to show that appraiser, hey, we've put $30,000 into this house. That's why we're selling it for more. These are the things that we've put this money into. Because um, you, you, he's probably going to know by taking a look at it because he has access to the old photos, but you just want to make sure that um, there's no way for them to miss anything. Um, so from the time that the appraiser actually does the walkthrough from the, to the time that the appraisal is complete and gets back to the bank, when, when the appraisal is complete, we're usually talking like 14 to 21 days after offer, after offer acceptance. A um, couple ways that this could go. The appraisal looks good. There are no repairs required. Remember, you, they can require repairs. Mm-hmm. So appraisal is completely different from inspection, but certain loan types do require the property to be in certain con, meet, uh, condition standards. Yep, yep. Um, so it is possible for... so. The first thing that could happen is no repairs are required and the appraisal came in at or above um, the purchase price. Okay. Uh, The seller is not going to find out what the appraisal came in at unless it's low. That's something to know ahead of time. Um, Sellers always want to kind of know what their house appraised for. That appraisal belongs to the buyers and the buyers never, really never share it with the sellers. Mm -hmm. And it's confidential, so they don't have to. Um, If the appraised value comes in below the purchase price then you typically have to renegotiate the purchase price. Um, And so that opens up a whole new negotiation. Um, Also, you know, let's say the appraisal value comes in fine, but they are requiring repairs. Like let's say there's some chipped and peeling paint that need to be fixed up because the buyer's using a VA loan. Um, You're going to have to square away how you're going to do that. If it's the dead middle of winter and you can't paint, um, you're going to have to figure out how to get some bids. Usually they're going to require a couple of bids for the painting job and escrow one and a half times that amount to be held in an escrow account until spring and then be used to hire a professional painter in the springtime. So how important is it to have a good uh, inspector and appraiser? And are there good ones and bad ones? And I don't want any names, but are there some that you just say, "Uh uh-uh, I've got my guys? So we actually, so appraisers, that's a good question. We actually can't pick the appraisers. The bank can't okay. pick the appraisers. It has to get put into a random assignment uh, program okay. that, that randomly picks the appraiser. And I guess that's the best way to do it. Yes, because 
that was something that changed after like the mortgage crisis of 2007, where, um, you know, to eliminate any possible, you know, collusion between lenders mm-hmm. and appraisers working mm-hmm. out deals, it's got to be completely random. And that's the best way for it to be. With home inspections, we, we usually give people a list of home inspectors. There are certain home inspectors that I know are really, really thorough that I can recommend. Um, most of the home inspectors in the area are pretty good, um, but they're, you know, there's some that are slightly better than others. Mm-hmm. So we can tell the buyers what we know about that. And, and you want a good inspector because you don't want anything to slip through the cracks. No. And, you know, all of a sudden, six months after buying a new home, they call you up and say, John, um, my main floor is sagging. Yeah. You know, the, the floor joists or trusses or whatever are bad. But um, I would imagine an inspector is a pretty big deal then. Yep, yep. And they're all really good. I mean, they have to really know what they're doing. And if they're in business in Grand Forks and have been for a while, you know, chances are they've built that business on their reputation. Mm-hmm. Most of them have a background in construction of some sort. Sure. So, and they've got a whole pro, you know, they've got a whole protocol they follow every single time to avoid missing anything. Mm-hmm. If they do miss something, it usually falls back on the inspector if they missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want to make sure that they don't miss anything. So let's say, so now we've gotten to this point where we've passed inspection, we've passed appraisal. Um, so this is when the seller is going to make sure they start. Uh, getting everything moved out and cleaning, um, getting the house deep cleaned. So they're going to want to deep clean the whole place, and um, they're going to pay special attention to, like, kitchen appliances, uh, to bathrooms, um, and, uh, yeah, kitchen appliances, bathrooms are the biggest things. Just getting everything cleaned up kind of the way you did right when you were getting the house ready to list. That's something that can really ruin a final walkthrough is, is, you know, Dirt and grime. Yeah, maybe even clutter, you know. Exactly. So um, they're getting everything moved out. Um, The next thing that's going to happen is final loan approval for the buyers. So everything's gone through underwriting. The appraisal has been submitted to underwriting. Um, The buyers have provided all the documentation that they've needed to provide. We finally got final loan approval. This usually happens. It has to happen at least three business days prior to closing or else the closing will be delayed. Um, So it usually happens like, at least a week before closing. So, so basically you need a loan approval like two times. Yep. I mean, you, you need to make sure that you've been okayed for the money. Yep. And then once the appraisal, the inspection and all that stuff is done, then you have to be approved again. Yep, exactly. That okay. is final approval. And keep in mind, you're providing all your latest bank statements to the, um, to the lender as you're in this contract to close period in these 45 days or so. Um, you're, you're providing with all the documentation, you know, showing pay stubs for all the, uh, paychecks that you've deposited during this time, um, any other deposits, you have to a- explain where they're coming from. If you're transferring money between accounts, you try to keep that as simple as possible because you're going to have to explain where this money's coming from, what's happening. So, um, yeah, once you've passed, once you've hit final loan approval, that's a really big deal, and that that means that you know it's you're kind of out of the weeds, and you've. It doesn't mean you should. They're going to pull your credit again, probably mm-hmm. on the day of closing, to make sure you haven't taken went out and bought a new car or a new camper. Or... Yeah, still don't change anything about your financial situation. Don't quit your job. Don't do anything stupid. But you've made it to final loan approval, which is a big deal. The sellers at this same time, you know, we're waiting for uh, for the final walkthrough. So the sellers are going to make sure all the repairs that we talked about from appraisal and inspection, or I guess mainly from inspection, because appraisal repairs would have to get re-verified by the appraiser and you wouldn't have final approval on the loan until those are done. But um, 
if there's uh, repairs required from the home inspection, they've got to be done by now. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is when, you know, they're making sure all that stuff is wrapped up and done. Um, Both buyer and seller are going to call the utility companies, get utilities transferred, set up for the day of closing. Then on the day of closing, either on or before the day of closing, you're going to do the final walkthrough. Um, So that's to make sure the home's in the same condition as when you originally saw it. This is where you want the home to be clean, not cause any new issues. You have to get all your belongings out unless the buyer specifically asks that some stays on the on the purchase mm-hmm. agreement. You have to take all your furniture out, all your junk out. The house should be completely empty and clean. Um, any rep- The buyers are also going to verify that any repairs that were required from that home inspection are done. And then this is th- that's the last thing that happens before closing. Then you go to the title company and you sign everything. You get uh, your loan finalized. This is when you know this, the seller signed the deed over, ownership transfers, you get the keys. The house is now yours. Seller gets paid out their proceeds. The buyer uh, writes their, gets their cashier's check for their cash to close um, and gives that to the title company. And that's, that's when the house is yours officially. So that's usually 45 days after you originally reached the agreement with the sellers and sign a contract. So somebody watching this show that has maybe never owned a home before and they're thinking about buying. Now, there's two things. One is people are going, oh, my gosh, I never knew there was that much involved with this. But that's where a good realty expert comes in. And number two, if you're thinking about buying or selling, uh, maybe this spring or whatever, they should probably contact you now because there are things that can happen. But it might sound like there's... It's too hard for the average person to do, but that's where guys like John Brodeen come in. Yep. We make all this really easy for you. A lot of this is handled kind of behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm here to coach you on, okay, this is what to expect next. We don't want to stress you out. We don't want you to be going through an emotional roller coaster. You know, we want you to be, um, you know, calm and composed and, you know, you're ready for all the different things that are ahead and you get through them and we want it to be as smooth as possible. Um, so we handle a lot of this stuff behind the scenes, provide recommendations for the people who need to be brought in for these various different things, and, yeah, make it all as smooth as we can. Hey, man, big plans for the weekend? No, I don't think so. I think first weekend, yeah, I guess first weekend back since we were on vacation, so kind of just want to relax. Mm-hmm. Now I need a vacation to recover from last. Yeah. <laughs> a vacation to recover yeah. from the vacation. Yeah. Somebody wants to get a hold of a realty expert from Berkshire Hathaway, John Brodeen. How do they do that, John? 701-213-5428. All right, there you go. That is John Brodeen, and thank you very much, John, and have a great weekend. Awesome. Uh, we'll have another Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast again coming up on Wednesday. Uh, you've got the phone numbers and special thanks going out to executive properties. Tell you what, uh, let it get them done for you. They do all types of commercial and residential work, uh, everything from kitchens and bathrooms to trim and tile to concrete. And here's the deal about executive properties. Uh, you know what? If they can't do the job, no matter what, they're not going to goon you. They're not going to not call you back. They are going to call you back, even if they can't do that type of work. And if they don't, they'll refer you to somebody that does. Barry Romo does the bidding, the prepping, does the job from start to finish. No middleman, just executive properties. And if you're thinking about having some work done this spring, you might want to call them soon before they get too busy. 701-330-1273 or go to executiveproperties.org. Thanks again, John Brodeen. There you go. The second half of your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast.